Hello, everybody. Just going to give everybody a very quick heads up at the top of this show. Um, I kind of had to jerry-rig this episode. My app was not wanting to let Brett on, so I had to uh, record with one phone, call him on my phone, and uh, I, I really, really hope the audio is good. It sounds okay. Um, hopefully it, uh, stays that way for you guys. Um, if not, please let me know somebody so, uh, we know to get the app in order. Um, so yeah, hopefully all's good. Enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to the Punchy Hunter where cowboying and hunting combine. All right, welcome back, everybody, for what's going to be another riveting episode. I'm back with my good buddy, Brett Davis. Uh, For those of you that haven't heard the other episodes, he's uh, published one of my favorite books. He's horse training extraordinaire, and he's a hell of a good time to drink a lot of beer with. Um, That's the only true thing you've said. Oh, shoot. How's it going over there in Fallon? Pretty good, pretty good. We've had some nice weather. We had some... Uh, some, some nice weather here and there. You know, we, spring's doing what spring does. March is in like a lion and out like a lamb. And uh, it's kind of doing that to us, but but it's been good. We just, we're just kind of trudging along, doing our thing. How's Arizona? Oh, fuck, it's not so bad. We got like a quarter, half inch of rain and snow last night that wasn't in the forecast. That was pretty neat. Huh. Yeah, that's, I, I heard, I heard through the grapevine that, like, the big chinos running and, and everything's flooding around up there. Oh, dude, That's, it looks like a lake. Yeah, you know, quarter, I'm, I'm from southern Oregon, so a quarter-inch rain, like, to me, like, I, yeah, a quarter-inch rain, that's not a big deal. Where, <laughs> where, where I come from, but, but then I, I spent that time in Arizona, like, quarter-inch rain is devastating. Oh, dude, it's, I mean... Coming from Oklahoma, Texas, kind of same deal. I mean, quarter inch of rain, everybody's like, you fucking tease. Like, right, 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 right. It just soaks in. Yeah. It's good for the country. Oh, yeah, we'll have some green. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, shoot, things will be green for like two days, you know. And like you right. said, I'm, I'm really quickly figuring out that a quarter to a half inch of rain in Arizona, uh, can can really fuck shit up yeah for sure for okay. sure i i I, f- I feel for the boys on the ranch there they're they're they've got a shit i was i was building water gaps when i left and <laughs> i didn't have them all i didn't have them all rebuilt but they've just, they've just been getting torn down ever since i left they just, <laughs> they, they've just get, getting you inundated with snow and rain in that country and I, I mean that's good. That's good for the cattle and everything. But gosh, dang, oh, what a man. mess it is too. I that facility I found to ride colts out of. I haven't been there in three days. The the only two bridges that'll get you there are washed out. No joke. No joke. I, I haven't laid eyes on my horses in three or four days now. And that's over on Perkinsville. Um. Uh, shoot, uh, right off Big Chino, Feather Mountain, and, uh, Big Springs. Oh, okay. Are yeah, the two roads that, yeah, that'll yeah, get you shit. there. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Fuck, I, uh, I went out there Monday and haven't been able to make it back since. That's a tough deal. Yeah, fucking I, the, the bridges are washed out. Uh, yeah, one of them, uh, the Feather Mountain, they say, is washed out, washed out. And then um, I guess Big Springs was just flooded real bad. And we're through the grapevine, i.e. the folks that own the place I'm riding out of, said that tomorrow morning, which doesn't do me any good, I gotta shoot horses, uh, should be passable by tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Oh, we damn. Yeah. Cool, cool thing about that country, though, is that, that once it, you know, once it dries up, like, a, a, a little, I mean, there can even be water running on it. Still, you can go, you can drive through those washes and still, you don't have to wait for them to rebuild the bridge. You can no, just, like, literally yeah, it's, washed out. It's crazy how it either, it's either gone or, yeah, you just drive through a big puddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and the places that are boggy are, are real boggy. Yeah. I'm not sure where the bridges are aren't, aren't like that, but no. I'll be damned. Yeah, I had to text the guy that uh, brought me a Colt this week, and I was like, well, uh, you're going to have to just put this one on my tab, buddy. I haven't been out there. (laughs) We're just feeding him. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, it's a great big uh, four-year-old, like, 16-hand, shit, 1,300-pound Hancock filly. Well, Uh I guess mare, supposedly. Or was going to be a mare. She got bred last year, aborted the foal like six weeks ago, and so now I I get to I get to start her. <laughs> fun. Oh yeah. Fun, fun. Yeah. That's, that's one of the one of the deals. Like when when you're you know you you throw your shingle up, you start some colts or whatever, and you throw your shingle up, and you go, well, I'm I'm going to start for the, you know start riding some horses for the public, and. uh there is some weird shit that'll show up there at first that, like, you know. Oh, yeah. 16-year-old thoroughbred studs and, and four-year-old Hancock fillies and, or mares or what, like, and you're just like, what? What are you people? But whatever. Right? Shoot, ride them, do your best work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, I've I've gotten smart enough. I've quit taking, and I'm sure you you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you move to a new area and you say you're going to start riding colts, you know you throw an ad up. Well, and the first thing everybody wants to send you is they're no good. You know, eight year old yeah. runaway yeah. bronkin piece of shit that used to be good and he's gotten away with it. Now he's dangerous, and oh, I want to send him to you for thirty days and have you fix him and i i quit doing that man um yeah holy cow it it never failed i'd fix them i'd get them riding around good for me i'd send them back and three weeks later they'd call me saying it was doing it again i was like well <laughs> that's the end of this i'm not doing this no more right right <laughs> yeah. so so I, I i this has been cute this has been over 10 years ago my brother went to australia he married an australian gal and he ended up going to Australia, and, and he rode Colts and Cowboy and this and that. And I said, well, what are you going to do down there? And he said, well, shoot, I don't know. I'll just hang my shingle out and ride some Colts. And I said, well, whatever you do, don't ride junk. No. And, and he, he said, well, no, I, you know, hell, I don't care. They were living in a camp trailer. He's like, well, I don't care. I'll, I'll ride anything. And I said, no, no, I know you'll. You can't ride anything. 
but but don't because if you get that reputation then that's, that's all they're ever gonna bring you that's all you get I, yep ah, fuck and then you're just gonna ride you're just gonna ride shitters and uh i i, I said hell turn them down the 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 Anything you don't even like the looks of right off the bat, just turn them down. Get yourself a reputation for that. And I said, man, you might you might be hungry for a little bit and have to eat beans. I don't even know if they have beans in Australia. But <laughs> I, I said, you, you might have to eat beans for a little while and, and this and that, but it'll it'll grow. And, and he did that. Uh, he was pretty good about that. He took, he's got some funny stories. He took in a couple that they thought were were easy ones or good ones or whatever and it didn't turn out there's a, a real funny story he's got about a rowboat and a, and a racehorse that i i would tell it if i could but but it's, it's a story about a rowboat and a racehorse so it's ridiculous but well maybe you could come on uh toughies after hours with me tomorrow and and, and no it's not even that it's not it's not <laughs> that i can't tell it on your on your channel and said i that i can't really remember exactly how it went. <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> maybe we can maybe i maybe i can con him in to get on there one of these days but but it's a it's a it's a deal yeah you know you, you just you got to set a precedence for for what you're gonna what you're gonna ride and how you're gonna represent yourself and and this and that so you're you're going on toughies tomorrow yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually going on it twice this weekend. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh he wants me on his uh his after hours deal that he does for just the paid subscribers uh tomorrow night and then uh Sunday he wants to have me on uh just just to have me on talk about you know my podcast a little bit and how it's doing and you know Tuffy he likes to sit around and shoot the shit and drink some beer so I'm sure cool. there will be a lot of that going on. Cool, cool. Yeah. And I, I guess since we're since we're doing this, let's shout out to Tuffy's deal. It's called it's called you just can't see it from the road, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't see them from the road. You can't see them from the road, and uh, Tuffy. What the hell is Tuffy's last name? I don't even uh, know. Gam, I think. Tuffy Gam. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got a a good podcast, and he just talks about cowboy stuff and it talks about anything shit i i was on there one time we were talking about politics and transgenders and all kinds of stuff oh so yeah it's uh it's I think it's a cool time that's what i like about it he's he's got no structure to it you know i mean you know i kind of been doing it with mine a lot of podcasts you know they kind of got they got some structure and they you know talk about you know specific stuff every go around which i like and i've been enjoying doing that with mine but Tuffy's is great to just throw on because you'd fucking have no idea what what's going to get talked about. Right, uh, it's just kind of bunkhouse stuff. It's it is. It's whatever just, comes up. Yeah, stories or horse training, serious, good, bad. Yeah, it don't matter. It It's pretty enjoyable, really. Just not, not knowing what you're going to hear, just knowing you're going to laugh, probably. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. That's That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, well, shoot. So, uh, yeah, you sent you sent me some notes about because we were trying to do this last night, and you sent me some notes about what you want to talk about, and I didn't read them because I don't read notes. This this is how I <laughs> test. I I just test out of pocket. So uh, I didn't read any of your notes. I just went, oh, 
Justin sent me some notes. Well, I'm not going to read those. So. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I was smart enough to write them down this time because last time we were sitting there trying to remember if we talked about everything we wanted to talk about. So I got me a, you got me some post-it notes here. Old-fashioned way. You go oh, pen, yeah. Paper. Fucking all right. We're getting sophisticated, right Brett. Right <laughs> um, uh, uh, one thing that I, I really want to talk about in this uh blue mare that i just got is what really got me thinking about it and and i'd love to hear your thoughts on it um and just kind of for everybody out there put this out there in the world that a horse can be too fucking gentle sometimes for sure on the ground um for sure uh i mean this mare i spent the first two hours that i worked with her just getting her to stay the fuck out of my bubble and yeah and lead right you know she's always wanting to jump out in front of me and have me standing at her shoulder and when she would jump and scare she's trying to come over the top of you and everything else and um the gal that that owns this place is watching me work with her and you know she'd come into my space i'd really freaking get after her and get her out of my bubble and it took a while, and finally, she uh, she's really freaking out over some fucking goats. <laughs> was the <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of freak out over goats too. Yeah, weird freaky fucking eyes. Yeah, that they fucking do, man. Weird freaky eyes. Uh, but anyways, so I uh, you know, I would freaking whop her with the lead rope, or just push her, back her up, whatever I had to do to get her out of my bubble. It took quite a few different techniques to be honest to get her get the message across and she finally started to freak out at the end of the lead rope and out of my bubble so i just kind of drop my head and i get quiet and i just hold on to the lead rope till she'd take a couple steps you know with me and i'd pet her for it in this gal and i it's not something i even really think about i guess it's kind of subconscious you know this gal asked me why I rewarded her for freaking out out there. And I was like, well, because she finally did what I asked. And that was just all I wanted was her to stay. Get away from me. Get the fuck away from me. You're big. Yeah. You're strong. You're young. You're spicy. And stay out there. And Yeah, that's that's the deal. So as you were talking about it, I, I, I was listening. But at the same time, my subconscious was, was going through because this has been a, a deal through my whole career as a horseman of um, it's just been a really important part of my my program right so so I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of I'll I'll hit the high points here one of the one of the first things I remember learning about a horse um, was was from a gal named Shirley Wheeler and she she raised and trained. Arab horses and was, was an endurance rider. And so this was like in, this was in the eighties when, when, when that was kind of a new, new thing. Right. And she raised and trained Arab horses. And I was a little kid in the eighties, a little, little kid. And I remember her saying, I can go into the horse's bubble, but I don't ever want the horse to come into my bubble. Yep. I can come, I can come touch the horse, but I don't want the horse to ever come touch me. And and she had some really nice horses and and whatever anybody that's listening to this thinks about Arabs like I I don't I don't care what you think about Arabs I think they're kind of cool they're they're not my my brand of whiskey but I think they're kind of cool they're a heck of an athlete yeah and, and so 
so it was and they're and they're really as a breed generally they're really inquisitive they're really um social more social than than a lot of other breeds they, and they're 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 really more how do i say this they they, they really want to they really want to be with people more right than a lot of other breeds do in in your in pocket her, as the kids like to say yeah in your pocket that's perfect that's perfect sentiment and so her deal was i can i can step into his bubble i can touch him but he he's not allowed to ever come over and touch me and so that's one of the first things as, as a horse trainer that's one of the first things i remember right and, and and I and I say as a as a horse trainer, like as a as a human, that's one of the first things I remember because I was like eight. <laughs> like it, that that's really really ingrained in, in my brain. What how she she handled those horses? Uh, I so, think that's a great thing to have ingrained too. Yeah, that that I I can go to you, but you can't come to me. Well, and and why do we? So why is that? You know what? you know well that doesn't sound fair blah 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 blah, whatever well just like you just said she's bigger faster and stronger than i am yeah and so i can come to you but you can't come to me don't jump in my lap if you get scared don't jump in my lap for god's sakes yeah i don't have i don't have much of a lap to offer (laughs) no not at all you jump in my lap for those listening i'm about five foot Six and a fucking half, if I'm lucky, and 130. And what are you, 135 pounds? Oh, soaking wet. I'm 130 God. on a good day. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't. Like I said, this this filly, she's she's 16 hands, 1300 pounds. She's fucking massive. I I don't have a lap for her to jump in, and the the folks I'm riding her for are a little older. You know, they're by no right, means old, but right. they're a little older, and she just needs to understand that my bubble is my bubble. And you know, like what I told that lady is, I said I understand that she's a colt. She's probably never seen goats before, so it's okay that she is unsure of them and wants to freak out over them a little bit. But doing it in my bubble is the problem because yeah, I'm go, not go. her. I'm not her safety net. Go be scared over there. Yeah, and and so that leads in right into the next thing that I think about about all of this. Um, you know, we're, we're we're talking about our bubble and the and the size and the speed and the and the this and that. Damn, I had it right on the end of my tongue, right <laughs> on the edge of my brain. Forgot what I was talking about. Um, but anyway, the, these horses, we. We we have to have that. That's that's the best thing you could have done is is to reward her over there. Yeah, go freak you out over there. Yep. That's that's fine. Be scared of a goat. I don't care if you're scared of a goat. Everybody's scared of something. Hell, I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> Everybody's scared of something. It's it's okay to be scared. Just go over there and be scared by yourself. Yep, absolutely. And. You know, it it kind of also, I I think it kind of falls under the umbrella of you know you're talking about, um, like in your book you talk about how horses weren't meant to be leaders and if you let them lead, bad shit happens and. Yeah, they make bad decisions because they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, they just they just fucking are. 
<laughs> and so to it to me it's it's you could hurt me you're being too gentle and you think i'm a safety net and you're too big and too fucking strong for that and you could hurt me and i just i i lead this dog and pony show and i'm not okay with it so you need to go freak the fuck out over there yeah well and so going with that they don't they don't have any they they can't a horse cannot conceptualize that they're bigger than you are right they don't understand that now i remember what i was talking about and i'll get into that this other thing i was i was trying to go for um but they they can't conceptualize that they're bigger than you because horses they don't have mirrors like they don't they don't have measuring tapes they don't like size doesn't size actually doesn't matter to them it does to all the rest of us but but it doesn't to them no and so they they can't they can't figure out that you're you're the leader justin Mm -hmm. you're you're the leader and they can't figure out why why they can't come up there and crowd into you and have you protect them and so that's that's all you can do is just push them away and say no you, you can't be over here you can't this is not how we do this this is this is not my leader. I am the leader, but this is not my part of the leadership role is hugging you and protecting you from, from whatever you're scared of. Right. And, and that's, I think that's a really important part of horsemanship. And, and yeah, people get them, people get them so gentle, especially if they imprint them as babies and do things like this and to where, oh, I'll, I'll go over there and, and get that hug. And I, I think that hug is, is kind of a universal thing amongst mammals. Wait, you know, we, we all go to our mama and get hugged and, and all babies go to their mama and get hugged in some way. Right. Well, if, if we imprint them as babies, as, as you can come to me and I'll, I'll hug you and you'll feel safe wrapped around my arms. Well, fuck. Then when there's 16 hands and 1300 pounds, that's now it's dangerous for you to come get a hug from me absolutely yeah exactly they they just they think that you are the safety net and if i if i get in his lap it's not going to get me like right 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 (laughs) well you getting in my lap gets me so this is a fucking problem (laughs) well it's it's the same concept as and and we'll i'll just kind of reiterate this for for the listeners so my my youngest twist top he's what is he five yeah he's i believe five. so yeah yeah so twist is five and so he feels like when he and he's kind of an independent little son of a bitch like <laughs> not not a whole lot worries him no no he's pretty he's pretty fucking fearless yeah but but when he does you know he's five he's when, when he does get worried he can run to mom and and she'll hug him up and and get a hold of him and everything's safe well she's five foot tall she's five <laughs> foot tall 110 pounds and he's five years old so right now that's fine but when he's 21 He'll be six foot one and <laughs> two hundred and ten pounds, no, and that's not going to work he, no more. He can't run and jump in Mama's lap anymore. No, 
it's just not going to work anymore. It, it is, and and so that that doesn't have anything to do with the psyche. That doesn't have anything to do with the with the maturity. Blah blah. Like that's that's a whole other deal we can deal with. But just physically, what you know, if if he didn't mentally mature, well, well, then we would have to stop that at some point. Right. Exactly. And. and and so we we have to stop that at some point with these horses too. Absolutely, and it, you know that that lady that owns that place kind of asking me about that made me realize that shoot maybe there's not a whole lot of people out there that you know understand that you could goddamn sure make one too too gentle and too yeah, friendly. You, you can. Yeah. And and so that that's what I was. The thought I had that I forgot, then I was trying to get it back again or whatever, just plays into that. So I I really, I want, like, like I actively work at this. I want my horses to think I am the most dangerous animal on the planet. Hmm. And, and some, some people go, oh, well, I, I don't know about that. No, I want them to think I'm the most dangerous animal on the planet. And I'm on their side. Hmm. And so when when they get to thinking that way, so now wow, they're they're now they're really super confident because like you you walk into a bar and your wingman is a seal, a navy <laughs> seal. You're pretty goddamn confident about what it, you, you say whatever you want, you do whatever you want. Your wingman's a seal. He's right? gonna get you out of it. <laughs> yeah, you you got a cooler walking with you. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's why I want my horses. I want my horses to feel that way. Like, yeah, whatever. If it's a goat, or if it's a tarp, or if it's a whatever, I am armed with. I happen to have with me the most dangerous animal on the planet. He'll take care of it. You bet. And, and so that's huh. that's on the that's on the positive side. Now, wait, I don't know, positive side is not the right way to say, it, but that that's on the that's the positive I get out of it. Is right. that my horses are super confident because they know they got me and I can deal with it. Now, on the other end of it is is that they don't they don't jack with me because I am the most dangerous. Yeah. I am the most dangerous animal on the planet. Huh. And, and I kind of, I kind of go with that that too gentle deal, where where they come to me for for help. I that's that's kind of where I where I'm going with that is that um, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about that goat. I I'm here, right? And I'm dangerous. I'll protect you from that goat. Go do your work. Go do the work I told you to do. Don't worry about that goat. And and I feel like if you can really ingrain that in, in that horse, that the human is the boss boss, the boss of all bosses, then then you don't really have to worry about a lot of that stuff. Right. Easier said than done. I, I was just about to ask. So, you know, how do you... How do you go about instilling that in a horse just by providing like clear, distinct leadership and kind of letting their instinct take care of the rest? Yeah, 
for the most part. Okay. I, about like about like what you were talking about. Like, I'm allowed in your bubble, but you're not allowed in my bubble. Right. Kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then of course, you get horses that test it, and they, they want to nip you. Well, if or, or not even nip you, but they they want to they want to put their lips on you. Well, you're going to put your lips on me. I'm going to put my finger in your eye. <laughs> you know, oh, this, yeah. this is this is I, I just I oh I over animate what I do so that way they 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 see that oh this was my just my little horsiness that I was doing but but you're you're serious you're a serious character yeah you're a fun guy but you're a real serious character <laughs> so I, I over animate those things and and then also um and you've seen a lot of my groundwork and of course people that are listening haven't but but a lot of my groundwork involves taking their feet away from them i i can i show them that i can take away your your ability to fly horses a fight or flight animal and because they're so good at flying they prefer to fly i was gonna say nine out of ten times they're definitely gonna run first yeah they'll they'll fly first yeah you get them in a situation and they're good they're good fighters damn sure good at fighting like that's that's why there's so many of them yeah why the wolves didn't didn't overtake them like they're good at what they do but they're gonna fly first well i take away their their ability to fly and show them that hey i've got control over over your your shit here so uh that that's kind of how i go about it you know, I get get a lot of control over their feet. I think getting control over their feet gets control over their brain. That's and I and then being being that. a leader and just you know, there's. I guess we can say this on the podcast. It in any situation, whether it's with a horse, or or at a bar, or with other people or whatever you walk into the room like you got the biggest dick in the room it's gonna work for you yep nine out of ten times nobody's nine out gonna of ten find times. out <laughs> it, it, yeah and, and, i mean unless there's somebody that's actually got a bigger dick it's gonna prove it yeah yeah and but, and that honestly doesn't happen that often no who's gonna do it because like like yeah Cause like who who's gonna do that? Yeah. Who, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna call you out? Cause I will. That's because that's awkward if you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. For, for all animals, and so with, with horses, I always I always just act like I got the biggest dick in the whole room. Hey, well, fuck! I do that with people too. <laughs> And it continues to work for me over and over and over again. Yep. I'll, and I don't. <laughs> no, no. But I'll reiterate for those listening, uh, what did we say? Five, six and a half, hundred and thirty pounds, and I have I have bluffed my way out of some fights with some big fucking fellas. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I've and I've seen you do it with horses too. Yeah. Uh when when you were shooting some of those some of those K four horses. You 
you bluffed your way through it just just having the biggest stick in the room oh man them and, things you had to <laughs> yeah no you absolutely had to and and so it i mean it it works and and that's a bluff but you know shit what isn't like where 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 are we not bluffing right yeah no and that's a good point too i mean especially with something as big and strong as a horse you know i mean you're but yeah when you're pretty well always horse, bluffing we're, we're kind of bluffing the whole way yeah absolutely um no i i think that makes a lot of sense i i really like that actually i'm, I'm glad we kind of talked about that because um I mean, especially like the feet thing as a you know as a farrier, I can really fucking appreciate people who who do do as much taking their feet away from them as you do, because then they're by the time a guy like me has to crawl under them, it's it's no big deal, you know. Right. It's, they've had their right. feet taken away so many times, and and it's just something I think every horse needs to know how to do is stand there without one of their feet, regardless of whether you're shooing it or it gets caught in fucking wire or you get in a wreck no, and a branding pin or team roping pin i agree i agree because it that's that's when they freak out because that that's their that's their savior i mean that's that's how they get away that's that's horses are relying because they can get away right you know it's because of their feet they're faster than everything else yeah, and somebody's gonna listen to this. And go, well, they're not as fast as a cheetah. Fuck you. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're not as fast as. A I cheetah, bet they can also, run a hell of a lot longer than a fucking cheetah can. Right, and then kick the piss out of a cheetah. And, <laughs> and like, there's there's a whole lot of reasons, and there's a and, and everybody goes on goes on and on about uh, a horse is a um, prey animal. Well, no, they're not. Who preys on a horse? Just because you're not a predator doesn't mean you're a prey animal. So, like, who who preys on a horse? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, very, very few critters out there actually. Yeah. Once in a while, a lion will fall on a horse. But but you've got horses in a spot where they're not, where God damn ever intended to be. In trees, yep. That's their eyes don't work that way. They're they're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to be in the plains, and you know you've got, you you can point out something like well this and well that, well this, well that. The only the only animal that ever preyed on a horse, made a living eating horses, was humans. Mm-hmm. We're the we're the only animal that ever made a living eating horses. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and gosh, we figured out, Jesus Christ, we can get we can get on them and go make a living in cows instead. Instead of chasing these better. smart fuckers around. Way better, and we yeah. can go slay our neighbors. <laughs> I uh, I really liked what you said. Um, fuck, when we got to talking about feral horses and all that, you know, and how there's some some real back you know, channel talks, real early primitive talks about offering tags on feral horses. And mm-hmm. for those listening, if you get pissed off about us saying that there should be fucking tags on feral horses, there's too many of them, pound fucking sand. Yeah. You know, and and 
you know, and you said, if a guy ever come up to me and said that he had shot a feral horse with a bow, I'd shake that motherfucker's hand because that's a hunter right there. Yeah, no doubt. And, and and you're not wrong. They're so smart. They're so fast. And they're so fucking tough. It, like you said, like a, a lion might get one every now and again, but it ain't very fucking often. And there's good chance... You know, in in a desert scenario where they can't fall out of a tree on one, if you see a lion getting a hold of a feral horse, the feral horse was probably half fucking starved to death and couldn't get away. Yeah, yeah, and and so was the lion for even trying it. Yeah, yeah. You know that that was his that was his last that was his last ditch effort. Ditch effort was to try to get a horse because because fuck he was starving to death too. But yeah, I mean. If you could, if you could, I'm in Nevada, so there ain't no fucking trees here. <laughs> there ain't no nothing here. There's a shitload of feral horses. Fuck loads of them. It, yeah, what, hell, you when, when we drove to Reno, how many did we count? Oh, I don't know. I bet it's 40 at least. Just on, off the freeway. Yeah, yeah. Literally it, off the freeway. Yeah. That's, it's not like we were driving around looking for feral horses. No, and I was literally just about to say, and that is literally right off a of main fucking interstate. Yeah, it was I-80. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, in the in the 30 minutes from turning off of the side roads actually onto the interstate to fucking Reno, there was a half hour, counted every bit of 40. Yeah. Fuck. There, there's a pile of them. So, if if you can sneak up and put it like, whatever, if you're sitting on top of the hill and popping them from twelve hundred yards or or fifteen hundred yards, twenty five hundred yards with seven by six Savorsky scope and a <laughs> six point two Creedmoor, like, eh, that's just slaying horses. But if you can sneak up on one of them motherfuckers and put an arrow in it. That's that's pretty goddamn. That's good hunting. Yeah, well, like yeah. you're you're a really good hunter. And then on top of that, I've taken apart a lot of horses. When when through through my career trying to learn about horses and trying to figure horses out and everything, I've I've dissected a pile of them. And so it's. They're not the same as an elk. You put a put an arrow through both lungs of an elk. Like, cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. Good shot. Good job. Good hunting. Everything that like that's all great. But you put an arrow through both lungs of a horse. Yeah, you're probably not gonna, because that's they're not built that way. No, they're they're not. They're their lungs and, sit way different than anything else's lungs. Yeah, they they sit they sit way up higher. They're protected more. There there's a lot more muscle. You know, you you poke an arrow on a horse, fine. It's probably not going to hurt him. Yeah, it's it's incredible how tough they are and how that just how how they're built to survive is really the best way to fucking put it. Exactly. Exactly. And and so so this this idea that they're a prey animal, I, I just don't buy it. I really don't buy it. 
And yes, they are not a predator. And yes, we are a predator. And so we, we have a, we have to have a, um, an assimilation of ideas through that. So when we're dealing with a horse, we have to keep, we have to be conscious of the fact that we are a predator. And we have to be conscious of the idea that they are not necessarily, necessarily a predator. Because for those of you listening to this, they are predators. They, oh, fuck yeah. The, the, first, they, they, the first time you have one charge your mouth open and striking, you'll reconsider whether or not they're a fucking prey <laughs> animal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And... I I wish more people had been charged by a horse, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And and then even like that, like even in a simpler and actually in a more domesticated way, um, I've spent a bunch of time around feral horses and just around horses in general. Um, Horses will eat eggs. They'll go find, like feral horses will go find eggs Really? Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll go. They'll go sniff out the nests of of uh, sage hens. Huh? And they'll they'll eat the eggs. No well, shit! I didn't know that. Well, that's a fucking predator. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, damn sure at least an omnivore. Uh, at least at the very least an omnivore. Huh? Uh, and, I, and I've seen domesticated horses kill and eat kitties, baby cats, baby puppies, baby pigs. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So at, at the very least, they're an omnivore. And for now those they, listening, they you know what else is a fucking omnivore? Fucking bears are an omnivore. Tell me that's prey animal. Exactly. And, and so there, there you hit the nail on the head. Yep. Tell me that's a prey animal. And well and and a human is an omnivore. And so tell me that's a prey animal. Yeah. That's uh, not a prey animal. No. Now we, now we do have a, a a different relationship because a horse doesn't make its living as a predator and a human does make its living as a predator. We're we're an omnivore but but we're a predator. Absolutely. And so, yes, we do have a, a a different relationship there. But this prey-predator deal, I, I'm not really buying it. So going all the way back, this is flying way back to where you're talking about your blue filly, where she's coming to you for safety. Um, that That's not a, that's not weird. That's not a weird deal. You're the boss. Mm-hmm. And, and she's she's okay with the fact that you're the boss. And she's saying, oh, my God, goats scare me. I'm going to come get in your lap. And you're going, no, 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 you're not. <laughs> you're not going to get in my lap. You're, you're going to be, oh, I don't care. You can be scared of goats. It's fine. You can be scared of goats your whole life. I could give a shit. We, we don't care about you being scared of goats. But you will not get in my lap over it. Yep. And then, and then later on, when you're riding her, and, and she's still scared of goats, um, 
Hey, that's okay. I don't care. Yeah. You can be scared of goats, but you will not defy the staff a bit. You you will still do what I say. Later on, blah blah blah. Like, okay, you're 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 still scared of goats. Now you're twelve years old and you're in the bridal. You're still scared of goats. That's fine. But you will ignore those goats and you will you will follow this bridal. Right. Those those are the things that 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 where we where where we develop de evolve from horsemanship to natural horsemanship where people are like, Oh my god, well they're scared of ghosts, we have to be their friend. No, you don't fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's my my motto. Fuck them. It's okay to be yeah, scared of goats, but fuck them. They can be scared of yeah, goats yeah. over there. If you can't fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> oh shit, that's good stuff. Um, something else. I I really really want to get your opinion on because I feel like you'll really agree with me on this. I uh I uh, I was watching uh, a TikTok the other day. And this guy, uh, he goes to talking about off-track thoroughbreds and how they get a bad rap, you know, and this, that, or the other, when they're good at a lot of things. And, and he said it just like that. He said, when they're good at a lot of stuff, you know, they've been blanketed a bunch. They've had their feet messed with a bunch. They've been body clipped. They've been poked, prodded. They've done this. They've done that. They've trailer loaded a whole bunch. You know, so they're really good at a lot of things, and just everybody ignores those things and this, that, or the other. And I'll be honest, it kind of irritated me because, and and I was thinking mainly of of doing a horse's feet. Just because a horse has done something a whole lot does not mean they're good at it at all. True. Um, I mean, I some of the worst fucking horses I've crawled under are off the track thoroughbreds that are seven years old and they had their feet done every four weeks for the first four years of their life, you know, and and they're. Yeah fucking awful about it and and i and i think it goes for i think it goes be much beyond um just doing their feed or i i think you know just because you've been team roping on a horse for 10 years doesn't mean he actually tracks a cow worth fuck yeah um so i i was really curious to get your get your two cents on that if you will because that's kind of how i feel about it just just because you've I mean, fuck, I've I've played a lot of football, and I wouldn't think I'm a very good fucking football player, and I got on a lot of bulls, and I damn sure know I wasn't a very good bull rider. Right. Well, and so, it, I, I, can, I can see where the guy's coming from, cause it, it, and I agree that, it, and this is, this is strictly talking about off-the-track thoroughbreds. Yeah, they... They're good at a lot of stuff, and they they've been through a lot. Like you get a five year old thoroughbred off the track, or a three year old for that matter. He has seen and done some shit that most of these horses, most of the horses I ride, aren't never going to see and do. Right, and I would agree with that. And and they, you know, they they're they're cool with a lot of stuff. Like I, I think they get a bad rap. On the other hand, like what you're saying about their feet, there's a whole bunch of stuff that that nobody ever, nobody ever, uh, 
nobody ever bossed him around about like like hey no you you are gonna give me this foot you know because you're you're talking about if you're talking about right a 10 million dollar thoroughbred cold that farrier's not gonna he's not gonna jack a leg up no he's not I'm gonna on. he's not gonna kick him in the belly and He's not going to kick him in the belly. He's not going to do it. He's getting paid. What, I mean, what are those guys getting paid? They're getting paid. Oh, shoot. I think they're seven, getting dollars $700 to put, put a set of plates on them. Pro, I mean, uh, a track, you know, that big and that expensive, I I would bet money because I know at the Hodunt tracks in Arizona, they're getting three or 400 a set. Yeah. So if you go to Kentucky with a big horse, those guys are getting, I, I, I don't even know. But but say let's let's even say it's just three or four hundred. Mm-hmm. They're getting three or four hundred. They're not gonna kick that motherfucker in the belly. No, they're 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 just gonna you you're gonna take your ass kicking. You know, for three hundred bucks to shoe a horse, you're gonna take your ass kicking and just shoe the son of a bitch and get it over with. I do it they're for one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're, they're, you know, these fairs are, are just gonna, are just gonna, uh, they're just gonna take their ass kicking and, and, and get their check and go on. And so, the, no, that doesn't help the horse at all. No. And, and so when, what, what, there was a secondary part of your question there that, that was, um, what was the secondary party question? Oh, I I was just saying that like I I think you could take it well beyond things like um like doing their feet and stuff like that and um I mean like a, an example I I I like to use since I started thinking about this is uh is like you know like a heel or a head horse you know a a twelve year old uh-huh. head horse has probably turned a whole lot of steers but that. That may not necessarily mean that he tracks real good, or he makes a real good. He may not be good at it just because he's done it a whole lot. Right, 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 right. Um, yep. Now I'm back on track. Yeah. So yeah, just because the horse has done it a whole bunch doesn't, just like you say, doesn't doesn't mean he's any good at it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and maybe there was even some success. Maybe there was even a considerable amount of success. With that horse and rider combination, well, the horse might suck, and and the rider was really talented, right? Whether that's a race horse or a, or a rope horse or whatever the case may be, a fucking uh, giraffe, you know. I mean, yeah, there's there there's a real in in the cow horse world. There's a really famous man uh, from the. Sixties uh, or seventies, I guess. Uh, she was called. Um, uh, what the hell was she called? Philanick. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you've heard of Philanick. Yep. Philanick is the dam. I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Jelenic was the dame of Remenick, who's the sire of Naked in the Bud. Uh, and then that, that whole deal goes on and on and on. Well, the guy that, the guy that 
uh, rode and trained and made Philanik famous, I I asked another guy, one of his contemporaries, one time. I said, "Was was he really? Because those Philaniks, those Ramaniks, and those nigga in the buds are they're hard to get along with." I said, "Man, was was he really hand? I mean, that that guy had to be hand." And the the guy that was a contemporary that I was asking about, he said, uh, "Nah, that was just the only horse he had." <laughs> he, he 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 was. He was trying to he was trying to show horses for a living. That was the only horse he had. He had to make that horse. He had to make that horse work. <laughs> and anybody else would have killed that silly son of a bitch. But <laughs> but he, he had to make her work, and so it it worked out. Huh? I'll be done. And so there's a whole lot of that in in anything that we do, whether whether you're shooting one or riding one or or doing anything else with one, there's a bunch of them that, that just, that is just, it's just shit house luck that it worked out that way. Right. Well, absolutely. And, um, and like kind of where I was, I guess, going with all this is I, I just don't want people and, and for, for the sake of guys like you, you know, that ride one for a living, I don't want people to get false expectations and equate repetition to talent or skill. Cause it's, yeah, okay. I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, because it's just not the case. And, like, I, I really think that, uh, that in that TikTok video is what made me think about it, you know, and think all the people that... You know, I've heard talk about their rope horse. Oh, yeah, he's 14 years old. You know, he's turned 6,000 sears and this, that, or the other. And I watch him, and I think he's a hard-mouthed prick, and I wouldn't want to ride him. And yeah. It got me thinking that there's probably just a lot of people out there that are equating repetition to success or skill or talent, if you will. And I, I just don't think you can do that. Well... I mean, I think you can do that because they're doing it. Everybody does it. <laughs> right, right. I don't think you should do that. It yeah. may be a better way to say it. Um, well, and, and then that... That... So, the, so then we have to ask... We said... Then, then we have to go to the other side of the screen there. So, repetition doesn't necessarily equate skill. Okay. I agree. hundred percent with you. And then raw talent doesn't necessarily equate skill either. No, definitely not. And so where, where, where are we drawing the line? Like who's, who's the judge here? Mm. Is, is it you? Is it me? You know, like, it, that's uh this will go back to that uh episode of Tuffy's podcast you were on with Tommy um Tommy Giselle it it, it comes down to the owner I mean if like you guys were saying you you know you started and rode some horses that you thought were no good bastards you told that story of the little filly you started that was cow kicking and you know guy just waited in there and stepped on her and and he really likes her, and you kind of thought she was no good, but you still have to put it in the wind column because he likes her. And yeah, 
So I, I think that's, I think that's where you draw the line. I just, I want to try and manage people's expectations for guys like me and you, and just don't always think that repetition equals or, or breeding. And like you said, talent, you know, um, but at the end of the day, success is as long as the owner is happy and the, and the owner thinks yeah. that they're successful. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and then on, on repetition, this is, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, so I'm going to go back, uh, almost 3000 years from now, a guy, a Greek guy named Xenophon wrote a book called the art of horsemanship mm-hmm. and he wrote it for his son. So Xenophon was, was a very well-known, very famous, uh, cavalry officer. He was a very famous general. He he was a uh, he hired out, went and fought other wars for other people, and then his in his retirement, then his son was going to go do the same thing, and he wrote a a short little deal, and it's it's basically, and I think you've read it, haven't you? I haven't actually. Oh, oh. well, what what he wrote is it's a real short. It's like. On the sky, I think it's like seventy pages. Oh, it's a, it's a real short little deal. It's it's a long letter or a really 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 short book <laughs> that he wrote, and and the intention was was to his son. It was for his son of here's how you pick and train and guide a horse that you're going to take to war. And then it got it got passed around and became this thing and it, it's the it's the oldest known written horse training manual ever. Right. I remember you mentioned it in your book, but I haven't read it. Yeah, what and, and I, I've read it a bunch and, and, and like my my book is kind of a kind of a hat tip to it where i whatever the fuck i call my book the The started colt (laughs) yeah and horsemanship is an art well right it's kind of a a hat tip to the art of horsemanship by xenophon so anyway what what he's what he's going going on in that where in the hell was i going with this why did i start talking about this (laughs) um Oh, repetition. Right. What do you go? He mentions repetition a number of times in that. Repetition, 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 repetition. Well, so one of the copies, and I've got five or six different copies of it that are that are translated in different ways. One of the translations I have mentions that the Greeks were so big on it was so important to them to be physically fit that that's one of the reasons he keeps mentioning repetition is because he's, he's talking about building the physical fitness of it. And then, like I said, I've got, I've got a a variety of, of different translations of it and you read it in the different translations and you see that Xenophon was indeed talking about repetition for the sake of 
physical fitness in the horse. Right. And not. And so then we percolate that down 4,000 years to, to you and I. And we're talking about repetition. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, repetition is great. That's, I mean, that's how you learn. That's how everything learns. That's how all mammals learn. But then you get in into your head horses, turn six thousand steers that you're talking about. That yeah, yeah, he's turned six thousand steers, but whatever, he still sucks. <laughs> yeah, that that repetition, all that's done for him is just built the muscle to make that shitty left hand turn over and over and over again the exact same way to make three strides of rope shitty left hands turn three right. strides of rope you know because like what happens that that head horse that that you're talking about what happens when i get on him and i need five swings oh and that's just it and then you got a horse trying he, to duck out he, from underneath you he can't do it. Yeah, he can't. He can't do five swings. No. You know, or 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 the next one that comes down the pike, and he's he's been a uh, you know a, a, a horse that a bunch of people learn on a lesson horse, and so he's a seven or eight swing horse. Well, what happens when I when I three swing him? That sucker didn't know. He didn't know how. He didn't know what to do. with shit wherever it. Everything's in the wrong place. My legs are in the wrong place. Everything's wrong. Like, so, to me, that repetition is for physical fitness, period. And then all the rest of it, three swings, five swings, seven swings, 19 swings, whatever it takes, I want that horse to, I want that horse to be ready the whole time. Right. Um... That uh, I was I was talking to that good uh, friend of mine, Cody, um, about it actually a little bit earlier today. He he called me just to shoot the shit, and we kind of got to talking about that. And um, man, that's that's kind of why there's a you know there's a guy that I know sends some really 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 high caliber team roping horses. Uh, to my friends in New Mexico to cowboy on for a year. Yeah. And I was telling Cody, and I was I was like, you know, I, I really like that because them horses are ready to rope something all the time. It, they don't know if they're going to two-swing something. They don't know if they're going to 20-swing something. What they know is that their job is to track that cow. Is to get there, yeah. Is to get there and stay there until they're asked for something else. Right. And and I, I, I told him, I was like, man, just, you know, these guys that think they've got this super high caliber team roping horse that can, like you said, they can three swing every time, make the same left hand corner every single time. Like, like you said, well, what happens if that steer doesn't want to come out of the chute and you got to hold that horse up in the box and now you're both out of time and, or what if that yep. steer's just a, a walker, you know, he walks out there and, and just hits a light little jog. I mean, horses don't know what they're doing anymore. Right. And there goes your high-caliber horse and you run, you know. and right. um Just track, <laughs> track, 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 uh, I guess is where no. I was going with that. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're right. I think, I think what we... 
what we all strive to do. And like the team roping is the, to me at least, the easiest way to illustrate it. But, but what we're all striving to do is, is a bro course and, right. and a, a son of a gun that, that's going to be there for you every time, every, every, every different scenario, however you want to do it. Um, you know, that, that team rope, a really good team rope course is just a byproduct of a bro course. Absolutely. I would absolutely so is a, agree with that. So is a really good jumping horse. So is a really good this horse, that horse, that horse, like, you know, whatever. Team rope is just a really il- easy way to illustrate it. Right. I think that's why it's so easy to pick on team rope and horses sometimes. <laughs> I Well, I think so. I, you know, it's that combined with the fact that, that most of them aren't broke. Most of them, <laughs> you know, most of them did just get backed in the box. You know, they got... 50 rides on them and then backed them in the box and off. went to roping on them. Yep, and, off they go. And so so you can point out that, yeah, look at that. Look at that son of a gun. When, when everything goes wrong, everything goes wrong. <laughs> it really fucking goes wrong. It really fucking goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're with like a, you know, a, a hunter jumper horse. You, you can't just build a hunter jumper horse out of nothing no and so it takes years and years right so, so consequently you, you don't have any any 90 ride horses that they just started jumping on but if you do actually i've seen them that were just super talented jumpers but not very fucking many of them no no and i i didn't realize that um i, I really didn't to be honest with you until i went and shot a couple with a guy that you know like oh they'd be talking about you know oh this horse is going to be a prodigy they paid three quarters of a million dollars for him this saturday other night oh that's fucking that's neat how old is he maybe like eight i was like holy fuck he's eight and he's this prodigy like and you know just and then i that that intrigued me so i i just kind of shut up and started listening and trying to use context clues to just kind of get a feel for this hunter jumper thing and I, I started to realize how much time it takes to really make an elite hunter jumper horse, and and it's it's pretty neat, really, um, to yeah. get to be around. Yeah, they're, the good ones that, and there's there's shitters in that deal too. But the, oh, like yeah. the good ones, they are broke. They are broke sobs. Oh man, talk about lead changing, picking up a rib cage, and. Mm-hmm. Stepping around, yeah, my, yeah, you can, you can get a whole lot out of them horses without doing much at all. <laughs> so what? What else was on your list, though? Oh shoot, let's see here. Uh, our last two topics that I'd like to cover are ground driving and circus poles, and that's just because I've become a big fan of them, and I would really, uh, I think listeners would really enjoy learning more about them and well you've got way more experience with it so i'm gonna let you you explain them instead of me uh fuck it up okay well so so ground driving and uh justin and i have a we we've got a history behind driving at all there was (laughs) 
there's a fantastic <laughs> wreck involved in this. Several well, uh, beers, and I, I think I'm pretty sure I've got a scar on my chin over this deal. <laughs> we can go ahead and tell that story right quick. I'm I'm all go for ahead. it. You, oh. I want to hear you tell it. Oh, man. Your, your version's funnier than mine. <laughs> well, that's because I wasn't as mad about it, I think. <laughs> Fuck, I was mad. <laughs> So, for everybody listening, I got into this stupid fucking hackney pony, because he was free. Um, and, you know, no no free horse is actually free. He he wanted to buck, and he would buck in the cart. He'd buck when you rode him. I rode him, fuck, 30, 45 days. He bucked every fucking day. So, I, I, I took him to Brett's house, and it was just, you know, hey, do you watch me ride this horse around? You know, is there just... Is he in pain? Is there some kind of something going on that somebody on the ground could see that I can't see from his back? Because I think he's just kind of being a shithead. And so Brett's like, yeah, I'll watch you riding around. So we dink around, fuck off with him. Turns out he was being a shithead. Yeah, it turns out he's just kind of a shithead. Um, Best $400 I ever got. Anyways. (laughs) Um... We fuck off with him for a while, riding him around this, that, or the other. We did figure out that he was more comfortable in open space and a round pin and a little pin and all that. That's about all we learned, really. I got him standing tied to the trailer. We're drinking beer. We're philosophizing, if you will, on this fucking horse. And Brett goes, well, you know I got a pony cart, right? No, Brett, I did not know that. And he goes... Yeah, you want to hook him up and drive him? I was like, I mean, they told me not to, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> so we, uh, fuck, how long did we look for your driving stuff? 20 minutes? We dicked around for 30 or 45 minutes trying to find trying uh, to find the harness. Oh, God, finally we get down to nothing but your surf single. <laughs> and so we, uh, we fucking hook some drive lines to this fucker. And hooking Jerry the, rigged the deal up. Oh, Jerry rigged the shit out of it. Hooked a cart to nothing but a surf single. Um, and we very quickly figured out there's a reason why all that other fucking harness shit is attached to them. Right. <laughs> we, uh, we take off down the driveway. And, dude, he was he was a lovely little driving pony going out. Going away from the barn. He, and, and remember, the, the kids all wanted to ride with us. Oh, hey, we want to ride, we want to ride. Thank God they didn't. Go back yeah. to the house. We, we don't know how this is. <laughs> yeah. Thank fucking God now the kids were in there with us. Or I probably would have been pretty mad too. We probably would have ate him that night if we'd have had kids with us. Yeah, we'd probably had ponies too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, lovely little trot out. And shit, we went. 300 yards maybe 400 not not very far at all no yeah just out to the road there I he, don't know. yeah and he was yeah he was doing so good we were like well fuck let's turn him around and go home maybe if we beat him to the punch you know maybe he'll get well i i think we're gonna go back to the house pick up the kids and go for a ride down the road I, shit, I think we, that was the plan we might have that very well could have been the plan it wouldn't surprise me none um and oh fuck, all hell broke loose when we turned around to go back to the house. He started to try and take off and you're woning him up. We're hooked to nothing but a sur single, so we're bouncing the cart off of his fucking hawks. <laughs> and shit, we make it fifty, sixty yards and he proceeds to run the fuck off and 
I kind of looking at Brett like, what do we do? And uh, no sooner than you could tell me, well, I'm just going to wad him up in the fence. That fucking cart broke free from that surf single. <laughs> and uh, that fucking... And it was like a catapult. <laughs> the, front, the front forks of that cart hit the ground and did catapult the fuck out of me and Brett. And I, I landed on my face holding both fucking beers. Brett landed on his face, uh, ate, ate shit on his chin, busted his chin open and one of his elbows. And I skint, ah, fuck, I skint like my hand and my elbow. And I fucking went to laughing. I mean, right, right as soon as I hit the fucking ground. That's the funniest wreck I've ever been a part of to this day. I don't care who you are. I look up at, I look up at you and you're trying to be mad. I mean I could tell you're fucking pissed. And I'm just laughing so hard. I just can't and I can't stop. I fucking I walk up to you and I go, I saved your beer. <laughs> yeah, and that pissed me off more than any of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, thanks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And we ended up being able to laugh about it. I think I wore you down because I couldn't quit laughing about it. No, I think you did wear me down. By the time we got the point caught and everything, I was kind of laughing about it too because that, that was a good 10, 15 minute fiasco trying to catch that little cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. Fucking boss's wife ended up getting a hold of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think you lost your pony. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so driving uh was it, that that was just that was just for fun kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. That was that was fuck off. But uh ground driving. So, ground driving horses, uh I, I ground drive all all of them anymore. Um, just I'll try to give the Reader's Digest version of this. I was taught to ground drive horses, and I did for a couple of years when I was first starting Colts, and then then never did again because cause it's boring. I didn't <laughs> like to. I didn't want to. I just wanted to get on them and ride them. And then as time, time went by... Um, I saw how much good you can get out of it, and at first it was just well, you get them, you get them real sacked out having the, you know, a rope behind their butt and blah oh, blah yeah. blah, and, and that's all that's all well and good, but but really you just get a bunch done ground driving them. You you can take them out, you can take them out of the round pen, you can drive them around the yard, you can drive them down the road, you can. You can just do so much, and I just—it's just one of the things that that I use anymore that that I spend a lot of time with, I, and and I guess maybe not a lot of time. I I oh. don't know. I I don't know how to compare that to, to how much time other people spend. I go ahead and spend. I don't know. I don't know. What? Three, two, three days on it, kind of kind of ground driving around and get all those essentials in. Where and and I can use so much more torque and so much more uh, leverage. Leverage, thank you. Yep, you bet. That was the word I was word I was looking for. I can use so much more leverage and so much more torque. I can I can pull them horses around when I'm on the ground and and really get a bunch done and, and a bunch of stuff that I can't do 
on their back so that that way when I'm on their back, they think I can use that much torque and that much leverage. And they don't and, even try you. Yeah, and they don't try me. And so, you know, the if I'm running around the round pen and I've got it run through my stirrup and, and I lay on that, on that uh, ground rein, on that rein, ground driving around, shoot, I, I, I don't even know how to calculate that much leverage. No. There, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. There's 160 pounds of me laying on that, on that rein and pulling them around. And, and I start them out in, in kind of like a little old nose band thing. Yeah. And then, I, then later do it. Later do it in a, in a snap bit. Maybe I can the, find a way to uh, like post the post the picture of the one I just braided up to this episode, so people kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I hope you can. I hope you can. Because oh. it's the 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 deal I used to begin with isn't much. There's there's not much to it. It's it's really just like direct. It's it's not much more than than a than a rope pack more. And in yeah. fact, or a rope halter. And in fact, a rope hack, uh, halter would be fine. That would be a fine thing to use too. Right. There, there'd be no reason that that wouldn't work just as good. Cause 160 pounds of me leveraging on that. And, and like I said, I, I, I don't even know how to calculate the amount of leverage, but I've got my stirrups tied together underneath. And so the amount of leverage I make doing that is a lot. A lot yeah. of leverage. And so I've proved them. I can pull your head around. When I feel like pulling your head around, I can pull your head around. And so then when I get on their back, I can use very, very, very small amounts of pressure. You know, ounces. Right. I I noticed pressure. it. I, uh, I noticed it with... Uh shoot that little gelding that you that you snubbed i got on um mm-hmm. you know how when he when he had his little freak out you know and he tucked and bolted 20 feet around the round pen you know he's a smart little bugger i'm still impressed with how quickly he'd come out of that anyways yeah all, all I did was went to pick up on the lead rope and the halter just a teeny bit just to help him kind of find the outside of that round pin. I mean, I barely, barely picked up on that thing to give him some help. And and like you said, I think he was half asleep on me. But it, he, I, could, I could tell that that ground driving had gotten a lot done with his yeah. sensitivity to any sort of pulling or prodding on his nose. Yeah, and, and so for for the folks listening, we'll just do a little backstory there. Dustin showed up here, and he just showed up. We basically we had a beer drinking weekend, <laughs> beer drinking holiday. Yeah, we had we had a little beer drinking holiday, but I had a handful of Colts and needed the first ride on them, and so I said, "Eh, Justin, you're getting on them." Uh, okay, and he and he he said, "Oh, okay, cool." whatever so he got on him what well, i'd already done all all the stuff i do to him and uh, all my groundwork like they they were ready for their first ride and i'd ground driven these horses around because we're talking about ground driving i've right. done a bunch of other stuff too but i i ground driven them 
and that that horse has had 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 that immense amount of leverage and immense amount of pressure that I can put on one with a ground drive to to pull their head around. And so when Justin put the first ride on that colt, it kind of kind of scattered around a little little bit there, and and it you know he just picked his hand up like you didn't put no you didn't put seven eight ounces like all all you did was take the slack up out of the rain yeah yeah I I picked the slack up out of the lead rope just he was kind of wanting to duck down uh to the inside uh, he's just gonna pick up and kind of help him find the outside of it and shoot before i could even actually do what i was planning on doing he he was all there he felt it and he knew uh what could follow yeah and and that's the idea of 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 with a horse the the amount of pressure that you put on the first time is the amount of pressure that they're always going to expect so with this ground driving I can put on an enormous amount of pressure, whether it's on their face or on their mouth or, or however I, I choose to do it. I can put an enormous amount of pressure. I can I can force them to turn and give to that rain. That's the amount of amount of pressure that they that they meet the first time. So they're they're going to expect that I can do that every single time afterwards. Well, so now I don't have to. Yep. And so, so then when Justin gets on him for the first ride, that colt kind of grabs and runs. All he does is pick the slack up out of that rain, and that horse goes, oh, you can put, but like I said, an, an incalculable amount of pressure on my face and make me turn. Well, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to go ahead and turn. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and turn with... with four ounces of pressure yeah if that (laughs) if if that instead of instead of the you know when you when you figured it it, it can be i keep saying uncalculable you can calculate it but we'll we'll go with we'll go with 160 pounds for at the at the very least it's 160 pounds because i put it around my hip and i just fall back on it right at the very least 160 pounds well, that Cole doesn't want that. No. And so he, he knows that'll turn him. And so he expects that, that Justin can do that. Well, he can't, but that horse doesn't know that. And he doesn't need to know that. <laughs> and he doesn't, and we're not going to let him know. Yep. He was a and, cool little buddy. And, and that's that's kind of, to me, that's that ground driving. But you do a lot. You get them sacked out. With the ropes around their around their their hind end and around the, their hips and this and that, you can get a lot done there. Blah blah blah. Uh, I I think what what a guy's getting done even more than than that is that you're you're proving to him that I can I can control you, come hell or high water. Yeah. No matter what else happens. Very, very similar to the, the taking their feet away. Hey, I, I can do this if that's yeah. how you want this to go. Yep, same same kind of idea. Yep. And that's that's kind of my my whole training philosophy is that 
hey, hey, um, I, I go, I go at it as I'm slower, weaker, let's see, bigger, faster. Horses are bigger, faster, strong, and stronger. stronger than me. Yeah. So I'm slower, weaker, and smaller than you are, but I'm never going to let you know that. And so I'm, I'm going to always, I'm going to always present myself is that I'm bigger, faster, and stronger than you are. Biggest stick in the room, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and so the ground driving is just, just another part of that. Right. Just, just showing them that, hey, I, I can do this. I can take your head away. I, I have to leverage. And, and, you know, fuck, horse can't figure out how, they don't have any idea how the hell I can do this. Fucking magic as far as they're concerned. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I really liked all that. And a uh, quick comment I'll make about you ground driving specifically that I noticed. Um, and, and I've noticed you take it, take this approach with a lot of your horse training is a life that, um, you know, you didn't have, I'm going to ground drive for five minutes. I'm going to ground drive for five minutes. I don't care. I'm like good, bad, ugly. I'm going to ground drive four or five minutes. You, like when that one uh, little filly really wanted to take off and run, you know, when it got up under her butt, which, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of to be expected, you just tossed it. Okay, we can be here all day. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I, I really like that mentality. Not, and like I said, not just how, you know, that mentality when it comes to ground driving. Uh, that, I mean, you have that mentality about everything. And I really, really like that. And it's something I really strive for in my own training. So that's, that's definitely something I wanted to comment on and, and say for the listeners is don't, don't have a time limit and don't have a time frame that you're expecting even. Just, just yeah, do it. They they don't they don't have a watch, they don't wear a watch, and, no. and that's and that's something like whether you're training horses or training dogs or you're raising kids or you're being a friend to your friend, like whatever that situation is, nobody's wearing a watch. Take whatever fucking time it take the time it it needs. Yeah, I, and I always say use the least amount of time possible. Make it as fast as possible. Yeah. No matter what. Don't don't fucking drag shit out ever. And that's that's even that's even with your with your friend that's you know, that's got a pistol in his mouth and you're you're trying to talk him out of it. Like when it's done, it's done. Fucking be done with it. Yep. Absolutely. But, but take the time it needs. Like what however however long this takes, we'll just take this time. Yep. Don't. I don't wear a watch. Nope. I, I, and I, I don't wear a watch on purpose. Um, that's and, and you're you're the same way with your horseshoeing. No. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and I think like like when we, when we first met two or three years ago, it, that was a little bit to your detriment. Oh. In the in the sense that that you. You were so graceful to those horses and gave them so much, so much time and so much grace that, that some, at least at the K4, oh, some, some of those of older them. horses were taking advantage of you. Oh, they were kicking my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and so, 
in in some sense, like we've got other shit to do. We'll take all the time we need, but we do have other shit we need to do. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. But fuck. but let's we'll we'll take the time it takes. Yeah. If if this takes if they this takes ten minutes to to put this nail in, fine. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. But as but soon as it's not, in, we're gonna fucking do something else. Yeah, yeah, yep. we're not gonna fuck around. No, yeah, I uh, I, the first time I had somebody explain that whole, you know, don't don't have a time limit concept. It was a, is I was riding a horse for somebody that was a motherfucker to catch, and I don't care if he was in a six foot by six foot stall. Or a 6,000 by 6,000 acre fucking pasture. He was a motherfucker to catch. Yeah. And he was really giving me hell. And I was really, really inexperienced and and new in my horsemanship and my training. And I just really didn't know what to do other than fucking rope him. So that's what I did every time. And and get get fucking mad. Yeah, I'd just get fucking mad after 20 minutes. And I'd get on a saddle horse and I'd rope the son of a bitch. Because I just didn't know what else to do. And so I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Lopes Cutting Horses. Um, I was like, Logan, you know, what how, What would you do? You know, what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts? And he's like, get him, get him in a small pen, not, not, a, not a stall, not a great big turnout, a, a 30 foot by 30 foot pen. And, or a round pen even. And he said, go to catch him. And when he, when you see his ass, whop him with the lead rope. And when he runs off and he faces you, just let him stand there and think about it for a second. And he said, and, yeah. if you, and if you have to, be there all fucking day. Do not have anything else to do that day. He said, that's the, that's the mindset you have to have, Justin, or you're going to chase this horse around the rest of its life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it didn't take me very long at all to figure out that that applies to a lot of horsemanship. And, uh, and like you said, life in general. Um, well, and, and a thing I'll add to that is that that sucks at first. Like the, the, the first couple times you have to do something like that where, where you just have to just take the time to take the time to just do it. It sucks at first because, well, and I, I guess I can only speak for myself. I'm thinking about chasing skirts and <laughs> drinking beers yeah. and doing all the things like I, 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 I want to get my work done so I can go do all these other things that I want to do. Right. And then as maturity sets in and and I've got one right now that it's, uh, it's Philly that came in right after you left and she was good for a day or two. And then she figured out, well, you suck. You come (laughs) catch me every day. And then we do a bunch of stuff and I always end up hot and sweaty and it's, it's ridiculous. She got a shitty catch. And so like today was, today was like the worst day for her as far as this is concerned mm-hmm. it I don't know I, it, it was it was 10 minutes 
but just just jacking around. Oh, you don't want me to be over here? Okay, well I'll be over here. Well, you don't like that? Well, I'll be over here. Well, you're gonna turn your butt. I'm gonna whip you, whip you at the end of my lead rope. Like, blah blah blah. Like I said, it it wasn't a big deal. It was ten minutes. But now at this phase in my life, like that's really it's fun to me. Right. You know, there there was a time when I was like, God damn, I've got kegs to drink and spurs to chase. <laughs> you know, good motherfucker. Christ, hold the fuck still so I can fucking catch you and ride you and be done. And I can go chase skirts and drink kegs. <laughs> now, I'm not so interested in kegs or skirts. Well, I'm still pretty interested in skirts, but not so much as kegs. Yeah, more like a gin bottle these days. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... So I get around more like that, and I'm like, hey, this is kind of fucking cool. Like, well, what happens if I do this? What happens if I do... And so now I go to Jack Brown. I I can take a 10... What could have been a 10-minute experience and make it into a 20-minute experience because I'm... Because I'm screwing around. <laughs> You're jackassing around. <laughs> I'm jackassing around, learning stuff, figuring stuff out. And, and it just makes the horse better. It does. But, well, but and it makes you better. Same deal what you were saying is that, yeah, just just don't wear a watch. Just wait, take no. the time that it takes. Yeah, and, and for those listening, uh, Brett takes it even a step further that people uh, my age and younger are, whew, man, really struggle with. Brett uh, leaves his phone in the fucking car. Like, when he says he doesn't have... <laughs> when, when he says he doesn't have a watch, folks, this man has no way to tell time. When yeah. he gets out of yeah. his car in the morning to ride ride colts or mess with colts, and um, that's something I've really tried to start doing, because um, well, I just kind of admire it. Really, it's fucking god dang. People are so dependent on their phone, and uh, well, it's just really easy to whip your phone out, check the time. Oh, the old lady texted me, and you know she wants to know what we're gonna do for dinner, and now I'm not thinking about that horse anymore, and I'm worried about what's going on at home and not what i'm doing there and you know like you said you just start putting a time frame on it whether you realize it or not yeah well and that's that's for sure and it's i for for i i kind of laugh and then i i really appreciate and i i i can't tell you how much i appreciate that that you noticed that that's that's just fucking cooler shit to me <laughs> But but that's it. But it, it is kind of a generational thing. I I'm not that much older than you, but ten, we didn't have phones when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, we just we just didn't fucking have them. We we didn't have phones, and so having a phone in your pocket, getting a text, like it it's just not a thing for me. And so. Um, and a lot of guys my generation and and generations older than me have have um, have have gone ahead and, and and gone with it and and they've got their phone or they've got their there's the there's an iWatch I'm sure you know about oh, this, yeah. this is old, fucking weird to me but the old Apple Watch man those things are fucking something else is that that's old. Oh, there, there's something else. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's guys 
there's guys older than me that have these Apple Watches that, that tell them that they got a text and tell them how many footsteps they took and all kinds of... <laughs> what their heart rate is and how many beers they should drink a week and... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I've... I've, I've got... I wake up my, my... My phone's my alarm clock. Got my phone. And I, I shave and I do whatever I do in the morning. Look at my phone and then I throw it on the counter, and I don't see it again until I get home. Yep. And that's that's just how I roll. And but and so I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just saying that's how I do it. But I, yeah, I don't I don't have the whatever's happening on Facebook or or any texts or nope. any. Any anything or or whatever the old lady has to tell me or anything like that, like I'm, I'm, I'm focused. I'm focused. Well, and I'm not. I'm not fucking focused. I'm thinking about all kinds of shit. Right, but you're not thinking about time. But I, that's for I sure. I goddamn sure ain't thinking about time, and I goddamn sure ain't thinking about anything that has to do on that phone. Yeah. When I, when I'm working with horses. Nope, not and, at all. And I'll I'll tell tell. Well, you already know this, but I'll tell everybody that's listening. Like, yeah, I'm smoking cigarettes and drinking beers and fucking wondering about the lyrics of Leonard Skinner songs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whatever the fuck I do. But it's not... But I don't have that phone. And, and, and I think, Justin, I, 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 I'm really, really proud to hear that you say that because i think i think that those phones are uh they're great don't get me wrong they're great but i think they're a detriment to us as as artists absolutely and, and so if you, if you want to do cool shit get the fuck rid of them yeah i uh it it like i can i can even expand on myself and um you know, in my cowboy career, um, I mean, you know this for those listening. I think I talked about it a little bit in the first episode. I don't have a lengthy cowboy or horse training career. Um, I mean, I was kind of around it as a kid and stuff like that. I'd say my career started when I was 18 or 19, and I'm 27 uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, my My career is not very long, and I've noticed that, you know, I was that way when I first got into it. I wanted to be the coolest guy on social media. I wanted to make sure that I had everything photographed and videoed and, you know, everybody got to see it and this, that, and God almighty, I just, I couldn't live without my phone. And I damn sure couldn't do nothing cowboy without it. Yeah. And I noticed that in the last two years, and especially in the last year that you and I have, uh, become closer and become better friends man i could just give a fuck (laughs) about having this damn thing on me it's cool it's cool for recording my podcast and killing some time on tiktok when a a client cancels on me and i'm two hours away from the house and letting the old lady know that i'm still alive but damn other than that man i could just hardly give a shit about this phone anymore it's yeah it's a fucking it's a watch now i mean it's Nine out of ten times, all I do with it is check the time to see 
you know, if I'm running late and I need to text the client and let them know that I'm running late. Other than that, I mean, you can ask Morgan. I, fuck, I, I usually call her when I get to the first appointment. Hey, I'm about to start shooting for the day. And I call her when I get done with the last appointment of the day. Hey, I'm headed home. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and like, you know, for mine, uh, you know, and, and like, you, you, it matters what time it is for you. Oh, when, you have to be, you have to be yeah. certain places at a certain time. When I'm shooting, Re- it, it, it does, relatively. unfortunately, yeah. Within, within a, a certain uh, give or take window, it, it does, unfortunately, for me, shooting horses. I do kind of yeah. have to be places. Yeah, relatively, you kind of have to give a shit about time. And But, the, you know, the great thing is you, you can text and say, and, and there's nothing wrong with phones. I, I, I think these things are great. Like I say, you, you can text and say, hey, I, you know, I'm going to be 45 minutes late. You know, this this deal took a little longer, blah, 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 whatever. Yep. You know, when, when I was a kid, it was, it was, uh, yeah, the the whole thing everybody says about, about fairs. Well, you know, yeah, they said they'd show up on, on Thursday. They didn't say which Thursday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and it's yeah. cuz they got they got in a fucking bind and and there wasn't a phone around, there wasn't there wasn't a pay phone, there wasn't a nothing. Yeah, I could have got fucking kicked or whatever. And, and right, yeah, whatever. And then there back then, like you said, there there was no way to let somebody know. There was no way to let somebody know. And so the the way I use the phone today, I I don't know. I like I say I never give a fuck about what time it was. I just if it's daytime, I'm gonna work, and if it's dark time, I'm gonna drink gin drinks. <laughs> otherwise, I don't worry about it. But there, there are some things that that in certain situations you have you have to you have to pay attention to. You have to and and, and phones. These these phones are great. Like they're fucking cooler shit. You can go to the moon with these things. Yeah, fucking they, they they've got more technology than what it took for to, us to go to, to moon. get to the moon. Then uh, I think it's uh, I think it's all like they say all of NASA, not just a NASA computer. And an iPhone has more computing power than all of NASA when they went to the moon. Yeah, I or, wouldn't or, doubt it. Or some shit, you know, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it. I because mine, I did, I don't, I have no idea what what this phone can do. I I don't even know. It's <laughs> to me, I I can talk on it. I can tell time, and I, I can look at. I I can listen to music, and I can look at porno videos. <laughs> Let's. That's the four things I can do on my phone. For, that's a, that's, for those that's all listening, I know phones do. another great example of how little Brett Davis knows how to use his phone. He still gets on Facebook on his computer every morning and every like it. And in the evening time, if you want to get on Facebook, yeah, it's, and Justin's seen that. I, I still, I do. I've I seen that. I can't get on Facebook on my phone. Nope, I don't know how. Sure can't. I've seen it firsthand. If Brett, if Brett Davis interacts with you on Facebook, he is sitting at a fucking laptop. <laughs> yep, I'm sitting at my kitchen table <laughs> on a computer. <laughs> on a computer. Yep. That's, and, 
That's but like fucking shit. computers are new to me. Oh yeah, I mean, I can remember. I'm 27, and I can remember when dial-up internet was the only fucking thing that existed. You know. Uh, not, right. Not you know, computers had been around for a while, but I I kind of grew up in a cool time of I got to experience being a kid without a phone and all that cool fancy stuff. But shit, by the time I was 18, I mean, we had it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, like you said, they're, they're cooler and shit, and I'll be the first one to tell you, like I just did, I was just as guilty of letting them just kind of really uh, become what my life revolved around, per se. And I, I, that's what I've been really striving to change lately, and why I, I noticed... You know, and paid attention to stuff like, you know, the fact that you don't even fucking take yours to work with you. Because that's kind of how I'm striving to be. Because they're cooler than shit and they're really fucking handy. But God almighty, a guy can just damn sure camp out on one way too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a guy can get addicted to them. They can be too much. Absolutely. They can be be your mother and your father and your your children and everything else. Absolutely. there's something you, you gotta get them away from you yep you, you do and like like you said unfortunately shoeing horses i gotta have the son of a gun but like the other day when i went and worked that blue philly um and and dino i that was that was where i kind of told myself this is this is where i'm gonna start and i threw it in the passenger seat of my little uh shoeing pickup and I closed the fucking door, and I went to work in horses. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the way. That's, yeah. that's, that's the only way, because them horses don't have phones. They don't, they don't have watches. Nope. They don't, they don't know what time it is. And, and you can, you can way overdo it thinking that way. Yeah. Horses don't know time. Yeah, they, they fucking don't. They know being out of air, though. <laughs> they know what being tired is. <laughs> they know what being tired is. You can overdo it, but but they don't. They don't. Horses and dogs and children don't understand time. So no, they can, don't. They don't understand five o'clock beer drinking time. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, let's uh. Let's, hey, let's, speaking. Yeah, speaking of beer drinking time. Let's talk about the post later. Yeah. <laughs> Need you to go get you a drink? <laughs> I'm out of gas. Yo, are you? Nah, no worries. Yeah. We'll save circus poles for another go around. Um, All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. Um, I sure appreciate you being on, man. No worries. Yeah, oh. I I have fun. I should have loved talking to you, and, and I, I love the idea of, of any dumb shit in a world that listens to us so yeah me too man it's some somebody i somebody uh listened to the that that first podcast we did (laughs) and uh and got on youtube and found my channel and and talked to me and and we we like we had some really cool interactions awesome and uh that's fucking fantastic I think some like some good stuff happen over it. So, right on. 
Well, that's it's, fantastic. It's cool. Like I'm, I'm always happy to do these kind of things because, um, you know, the same reason I, I don't wear a watch, I, because I, I don't care about me, but nope. I, 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 I like, I like to, to have things happen for other people, to, to have good things happen. So, absolutely. This is, this is why I'm, I'm always glad to do your, do your podcast because. Good things are going to happen. Well, that's good, because you're probably going to be honored a bunch more, man. And I'm, and I fucking... I, I love I love talking... I love shooting the shit with you, too. But, God, I do. I do love talking horses and pretty much anything they entail with you. Uh, it's, it's always a lot of fun. And I really love to hear that somebody actually went to your YouTube and, and interacted with you um, and all that good stuff. That's fucking awesome. That's... That's super awesome. I'm tickled to death over that, actually. Um, well, cool. Right on, man. Fucking uh, don't uh, don't work too hard. I know you never do, and and we'll fucking yeah. we'll have to do this. We'll have to do this again. Uh, take it easy, bro. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Bye. All right, everybody. At the end of the show here. Um, gonna shout out. Uh, Brett's YouTube again. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys, for going and checking it out and interacting with him. That's awesome. Um, it's under his wife's name. It's A Davis. Um, I'm pretty sure if you search the art of horsemanship, um, his YouTube page will pop up. Uh, you can find him on Facebook. It's Brett Davis. Brett with one T. It's a picture of a fucking bulldog because Brett's just cool like that. Um. I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I will be on a podcast twice this weekend. It's Tuffy Gam's podcast, one we shouted out at the beginning of the show. You can't see them from the road. Um, We're going to do an after-hours podcast tomorrow. You do have to be a paid subscriber from that uh, for that, but um, I don't think it's very much. Um, And you'll hear me tell some stories that... uh, are well pretty incriminating to be completely honest with you uh (laughs) um and then sunday i'll be on again um so be looking for those like i said toughy gam you can't see them from the road i know for sure it's on uh spotify um i hope the audio quality on this was good we kind of had to jerry rig this episode my app was not wanting to work so I had to voice memo on one phone, call Brett on another. Um, I will probably put um, that message at the intro of this show as well, just kind of give you guys a heads up. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, be looking for the next episode. Stay punchy. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, If you would like, subscribe, follow, whatever app uh, you're using, ask you to do. Um, I'd really appreciate that. And I would really appreciate, if you enjoyed the show, if you'd leave it a five-star review on whatever app you listen on. Um, Helps promote the show a bunch and and get it out there for everybody else. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and uh, stay punchy.